If there's not, give yourself a high five. <laughs> I know sometimes I'm sitting by myself and I'm like, oh, stink. That's all right. You can give yourself a high five. It's all good. Awesome. Let's stand to our feet as we're going to lift our hearts before God this morning because He is the only one that can change our lives. He's the only one that can change our world for good. Um, so let's come before Him and allow Him to change our hearts as we position ourselves before Him. That's it. Let's put our hands together this morning. Chains are broken because you have spoken. It is finished on the cross. Now I'm living in your freedom. Jesus, you have set me free. the power of your spirit every captive is released for this purpose i am living jesus you have set me free nothing's gonna hold me back no nothing's gonna keep me Victory 
anniversary coming up, I've just heard. Is that correct? Not too far away, we better give you a chocolate. In fact, come on up. In fact, just before they do, I'll just introduce, this is Peter and Well Martin, and they're our missionaries in Thailand, Kong Ken. So let's give them a great hand. Peter and Well Martin are absolute legends of the faith. And um, they're going to be sharing with us later this morning, uh, which is a real privilege. But come on up if you'd like, um, because it's not every day we have you guys in our church. And let's, let's church, let's pray a blessing over Peter and Well as they receive um, some chocolates today for winning anniversary coming up. Excellent. And so let's just pray this blessing over you guys and over your ministry and over what you're doing in Thailand. So Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Bless you guys. Bless you. Excellent. That's really cool. Right, well, we've got a video to share with you this morning, so if we can play that, that would be fantastic. and I work in the office. I'd love to share an exciting opportunity to get more involved in the life of our church. One word, serving. We have so many opportunities to serve our church family, including volunteering for kids church, making coffee, being on the hub, music, sound, visuals, lighting, communion set up, hosting, that's the best team. Sorry, Owen. I believe that as a church, we can really develop a culture of serving. We already have so many people who really get this concept. They just quietly volunteer week after week for all sorts of things. And I really want to honour you today for all the work that you do. Thank you. We appreciate you. I know for me personally, serving really helps me take the focus off myself and just reminds me that I'm a part of something bigger, something exciting that God is doing. I always feel like I get more out of it than I put in. I'm going to be at the Hub after the service, so if you want to take advantage of one of these opportunities, come and chat with me. I know it can be scary stepping out and doing something new, but I encourage you to take a chance and see what God will do. Thank you. Awesome. Very, very cool. So I want to encourage you, don't just watch the video, but actually do something. Some action. We're, we're a church about, we're called Activate. So activate that and uh, go see Sarah after the service in the, in the foyer. That would be awesome. So just letting you know that Pastor Sheridan is in Activate um, Church Raglan this morning. So he's going to be ministering out there. So we, um, I'm sure he's going to have a wonderful time and, and I'm sure God will really speak through him and really impact um, that church out there. So that's really cool. Just want to also let you know about Girls' Day Out. So ladies listening up, and guys, um, if you're sitting beside a wife or a girlfriend, give them a nudge so that they can listen as well, because it is the last Sunday to register for Girls' Day Out, and you absolutely don't want to miss it. There's going to be incredible speakers. Um, in fact, my wife is going to be also speaking there, which is really cool. Beth is here, so she's looking forward to it. We've got Jan, we've got um, Claire Quinn, and we've also got um, Joe Aswood, isn't it? And there's going to be awesome electives and things, so make sure that you 
register last day today. You can do that online or at the foyer out um, after the service. And also want to let you know, lastly, Momentum Prayer is this Tuesday night at 7.30. And God has really prophetically said for us as a church um, that we really need to step more and more into being a house of prayer. Um, And so I want to really encourage you to come along and let's gather together. Let's pray for what God's doing in our city, in our nation, and of course the nations of the world as well. It's got the wrong date, apparently. So the the date on the screen is incorrect. It's this Tuesday at 7.30. Thank you, Jan, for noticing that. Excellent. Now it's my privilege to invite Dave Hanna. Um, He's a great man of God, and he's going to lead us around the communion. So let's give him a warm welcome. Good morning, church. Lovely to see you all so bright and early on a Sunday. Sunday. Wow. See, bright and early. Um, As I was thinking about the communion, I kept cycling through several thoughts. And they're a little bit circular, but they all kind of fit in with the same kind of main idea. Thank you, hosts, for handing out as I speak. As a life group, we've been working back through the Purpose Driven Church, the book by Rick Warren. We started it last year and we kind of fell off a little bit, got sidetracked with life and doing life together and those sorts of things. But we've come back to it this year because we really felt actually it's really important for us to give it a go. As we heard a couple of weeks ago, you know, you're as close to God as you choose to be. And so we thought actually, no, as a life group, we're going to push forward and make this work. We're going to make sure we do it. One of the areas that came up for me is in Romans 12, chapter 1, the Bible says, "Take." uh, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, you're sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. And I thought, yeah, that's cool. But as Rick Warren in the book reminds us, the problem with a living sacrifice is that it can get back up off the altar. And so you need to do this day after day. And I kind of thought, okay, well, I need to spend some time on this. And so as I was going back and looking through, I spent a day, each, each day that week going back to it and looking back and going, okay, what? What am I missing? What am I not quite getting? Because ultimately, you know, I want to give my life to God. I want to put myself on that altar and be open for Him. But I also find that I'm, I'm sometimes stepping back from what He asks me to do. And so what am I missing? And one day I was sitting there and I missed, I noticed that I was missing a word. And it's often the really little words we miss, eh? The word that I was missing there was so at the start. And I thought, okay, well, when the Bible says so or therefore, you need to go back a little bit beforehand and look at what it said before that. And so I went back to Romans 11, and this is how Romans 11 ends. There was a time not so long ago when you were on the outs with God. But then the Jews, so when they're talking to you, they're talking about the Gentiles. But then the Jews slammed the door on him and things opened up for you. Now they're on the outs. But with the door held open wide for you, they have a, wide ba- a way back in. In one way or other, God makes sure that we all experience what it means to be on the outside so that He can personally welcome us back in. And then it carries on. Have you ever come on anything quite like this extravagant generosity of God? This deep, deep wisdom. It's way over our heads. We'll never figure it out. Is there anyone around who can explain God? 
Anyone smart enough to tell him what to do? Anyone who has done him such a huge favour that God has had to ask his advice? No, everything comes from him. Everything happens through him. And everything ends up in him. Always glory, always praise. And when I looked at this, the extravagant gift that I've been given, the grace that I've been given, I was reminded of Pastor Sheridan's message over the summer. List 50 things that you're thankful for. And in my head, I went, okay, Lord, let's go back and have a look at that because, you know, it's not something I would have thought of myself. So I went back through and I started with all of the, the really simple, plain, obvious things, you know, family, health, God, job, my kids, my friends, all of those things. And actually the last thing that I listed in that list when I got there was my salvation. Not an order of priority, but in my head I was, you know, saving the big ones till last. But then I got stuck on that again. I was like, well this extravagant gift of God, my salvation, one of the things that I need to be thankful for. And then in my roundabout way of thinking, it got me thinking about how Jesus offered up his life as a living sacrifice. He put it up there on the altar and he didn't get up. And I was really struck by that. And that brings us back to the communion. Jesus' life, Sit on the altar, not getting up again. And why? For you, for me, for us, the church, and for those that don't yet know Him, so that they too, through us, putting our life on the altar, can come to know Him. And so that was just the thought that I wanted you to leave you with there. This extravagant gift of God given by Him, to us for the three purposes of the church, me individually, and for other people, so that as I put my life on that altar, I can then to direct them to Him. So actually, you know, I don't necessarily myself want to do this, but I know God has asked me to do this, so here I go, and I'm stepping out, and I'm stepping out, and then people see that and can reflect on that as well. Have a think of the things that God has given you, the extravagant gifts that He's given you. and how you can step out in those gifts to bring others into Him. So join me as we take the bread, His body given on the altar for us. Father, I thank You for Your body. I thank You that You laid it down willingly on the cross, keeping the eternal plan in in Your view, that You had us in Your mind as You laid down Your life. Thank You, Lord. And join me in taking the cup of his blood. Lord, I thank you for your blood poured out as an offering for us. That you didn't shrink back from what you were asked to do. And that that can encourage us to step forward in what you ask us to do. I thank you for your extravagant gift of salvation. The amazing love shown in that act. Thank you, Lord. Lord
I love that picture of the sacrifice and laying it on the altar. And we're going to sing a new song this morning, but I just invite you just to, to sit and to allow as we sing it first time through. Um, it's talking about that, that surrendering your lives and allow the words to minister to your heart. And then once we sing it through a little bit, I, I will join you to come and to sing with us as well. Yeah. 
like this. It's been a time of worship, fixing my attention on God. And I'd always grown up in the church, I'd always know God loved me, and I'd always known so much about Him. But in that moment, He met me in a stunning way that I never knew He could. And I see, I'd known, always known He forgives, but I'd never truly, truly known His forgiveness that he could completely redeem and wash me as white as snow, the word says that, but I never knew that. But in a moment, everything changed. In my mind, as my eyes were closed, he took me back to situations that I was totally embarrassed about, that I never wanted anyone to know about, because if they did, then I would shame God, I would shame my family, I would shame myself, and people wouldn't want to know what I had to say about God. Yet in a moment, he met me, in my mind's eyes, I closed my eyes. He took me back to moments and he picked me up and his blood dropped on me and he carried me out. And it was like, almost like shutting a door behind and he locked it, like saying, there is no more power in that. And he walked me out of that room. Moment after moment after moment. In a moment, I just stood there bawling my eyes out. I don't know how long it took in the worship session. It didn't matter. But in a moment, my entire world, my entire understanding of what Christianity was changed forever. I knew God forgave me. I knew God fully redeemed me. I knew I could stand right here today and say, it doesn't matter what I did. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. God has forgiven me, set me free, changed me forever. And I can give Him glory for that. So in this moment, what does God want to do? This moment. Yeah. You don't have to be at a conference. You don't have to have this special person that's there. It's God that changes things. It's in this moment. I wasn't conjuring anything up when I had that moment. I didn't even expect it. It took me out of the blue. In this moment, what does God want to do in your life? Are you open? Are you willing? As we sing it here in your presence, 
do. It only takes a moment. The woman of the issue of blood touched the hem of a garment, healed in a second, in a split second, in a moment, in a moment. What does he want to do this morning? So let's sing it again from the top. Here and now. Here and now. I surrender. I am desperate for a moment with you. A moment with you. I am lost. I am lost in your goodness. I surround.
of God's goodness of how awesome he is awesome well you can be seated thank you worship team excellent well it's my great privilege to be able to invite um, Peter and Well Martin to come and share with us and just before they do 
Um, I just want to share that Beth, Beth and I had the privilege of um, leading a team to Thailand um, back in April 2014, I think it was. Um, and, I, and just seeing the work that Peter and Well do in Thailand is, is just moving. It's unbelievable um, what they are doing over there. So they're based in um, rural villages in, Kong, in a place called Kongken, which is east, um, northeast Thailand. Um, and so they go into probably a good couple of villages per day so that they might do a morning and an afternoon village and they will um, meet with this little village church and they'll share the gospel and they'll pray with these people, they'll worship um, and, and Peter and Well just are people of incredible faith. Um, you know, they, they're praying and believing for miracles with, with these people and they're seeing God's work over in Thailand. They're really seeing the miraculous take place over there. Um, very, very hardworking people. They give everything 120%. And um, so I just want to honour you this morning. And it is awesome to have you back with us. It is the only Sunday with us here at Activate. Um, they're at another Hamilton Church next week. Um, so when you see them after the service, just make them feel welcome. Um, you yeah, go up and see them and, and uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm really excited and I think you're going to be very much encouraged to hear what they've got to share with you this morning about what's taking place. So let's all be standing and let's welcome Peter and Well Martin all the way from Konken, Thailand. Thank you. Hallelujah. We serve an awesome God, all right. Uh, should we get well to speak? Just say hello. <laughs> Good to be back here. I um, really miss New Zealand. About five years now, we've been served God, and I am very happy because it's, God is calling me to do that. Normally, I'm not really, really interesting, but God is giving me the vision and calling me to do it. But I don't know what I to do, but always have God with me and Holy Spirit with me. And whatever I go, God be there for me, prepare everything for me. And thank you, God, for that. And my husband will be another talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. We're so excited to be at Activate Church this morning. Yeah. Some of you won't know us. The last time we were here was uh, five years ago, I think. <laughs> but I want to tell you that we feel part of you. Uh, well and I uh, worshipped and fellowshiped at this church for 12 years before the Lord called us to Thailand in 2006. And, um, you know, we used to sit over there somewhere, I believe, with our, um, our two small boys. Some, some of you may remember that. And for us, this really is a coming home. So uh, to our church family, so we're, you know, we're really excited to be here today. I want to tell you this morning that God is moving in the lives of the people in the villages that we work in in Thailand. Churches are being established in villages that have never had a church. People who have no Christians in their family or no, no, Christ, no Christian or no ancestors who are Christians are becoming Christians. 
and they're becoming believers in Jesus. Families that have been Buddhists for a thousand years or more are becoming Christian. Okay. Praise the Lord. New legacies and spiritual inheritance is, be, is being established in lives. Now, last week we, we were up in Auckland and uh, we saw our, our son Ari, who's, who's 18, start at university. And, um, and so we were there and just, just were helping him get, it, get established. And, um, you know, I was just thinking this morning, our God is a faithful God. You know, um, both our sons have gained entry into New Zealand universities despite not doing NCA or doing university entrance or doing any entry exam that's recognised in New Zealand. Um, both of them were initially refused entry into the courses that they had applied for. But God has opened the door in both cases for both boys. And they're now both studying for degrees. So when, you know, when God calls us to do something, you know, we can sometimes be fearful of the consequences, can't we? We can be fearful about the effect it may have on, our, on other people, our family, our children. And that fear can sometimes paralyze people and prevent them from following the call of God on their life. But, you know, we have discovered that our God is a faithful God. And what is impossible for man is possible for God. Obey God and leave the consequences to Him. Obey God and leave the consequences for God to sort out. You know, we left New Zealand nearly 10 years ago with two small children and not a lot of money. <laughs> and, you know, God is, has blessed the ministry that we're involved in. He's, he's blessed our lives and he's blessed our families. You know, sometimes when God calls us to do something, you know, not all the pieces of the jigsaw are in place. But he still wants us to step out. And that's called faith. Somebody once said faith spelled R-I-S-K. It's true, isn't it? And as we go and as deadlines emerge, God acts miraculously. Obey God and leave the consequences of that obedience to Him. For He is faithful to those who are obedient to His call. Now, the people we work with, the, the Isan people, they are a people group of about 22 million people. Very few have heard about Jesus, and very few Christian workers are trying to reach them. In fact, there's only about one local Christian for every 1,000 people in the population. And that's an average, because in many villages, in fact, most villages, there's no Christian witness at all. And there's about 20,000 villages in that region. So how will they hear the gospel? As the Apostle Paul said in Romans, how can they hear unless someone preaches to them? So why is this work important? It's important because reaching the unreached with the gospel is one of the core responsibilities that God has given to his church. 
not just reaching people in our family or our neighborhood, but reaching unreached nations beyond our home and to the very ends of the earth. It, it means taking the gospel to people who are not like us, or some of us. <laughs> it means taking the gospel to people that we don't really have any affinity with. I'd like to remind you this morning that this church is a church with a long history of involvement with overseas missions. That's true. In fact, many years ago when this church had little involvement in overseas missions, prophecies were given. They foretold a time when this church would have an impact in the world, in the nations of the world, amongst those who have never heard the gospel. That time has arrived. I can tell you that we've seen that prophecy fulfilled. Today, Activate Church has a worldwide reach. Do you realize that? Activate Church is punching above its weight in international missions. And that's something we should all celebrate. I wanted to remind you that this morning as I want you to remember and understand your calling. There used to be a banner that was hanging on the wall, I think before the, uh, the uh, addition was made, and it said, keep the main thing the main thing. Does anybody remember that? And it means Jesus is the center of all that we do, and that preaching the gospel is the core purpose of the church. And so I encourage you this morning, keep the main thing the main thing. And the Bible says in Proverbs 29, where there is no vision, the people live carelessly. It's true, isn't it? The evangelist Ray Comfort once said, the church is the only organization that exists for its non-members. That's interesting, isn't it? You think about that. Think about that. The church exists for the benefit of those who, are not, who have not yet believed in Jesus. And praise God, this church has a vision and a calling. And part of that is reaching the world far from God. Reaching a world that is far from Hamilton. Thank you for your prayers and support. We're in town for a little over a week. We'll be at various meetings. We're looking forward to meeting you and, and talking to you. Thank you very much. Awesome. Let's give them a great hand. Well, well, can I just get you up here? I, I just want to pray for you guys. If you wouldn't mind um, just stretching out your hand and let's just pray for this, this amazing couple. Um, they're only here for... At activate today, and then they're um, yeah, going around. So Lord, we just pray your blessing upon this incredible couple before us. We thank you for their, their faithfulness, Lord, their heart, their passion. Lord, we thank you that they are sold out for your gospel. They are sold out for the kingdom of God. And so Lord, we just pray right now a refreshing upon them, Holy Spirit, that you would refresh them right now as they spend some time in New Zealand. I pray it would be wonderful family time of catching up with friends and family over here. It would be refreshment. But Lord, you would also give them incredible vision and passion 
as they prepare to head back to Thailand in just over a week. We pray for fruitfulness in Thailand. Lord, we pray that your gospel, your kingdom would be expanded in Konkin and beyond. Lord, we think about those statistics of, of the number of bel- believers in those villages, and we just declare, Lord, that that is um, room for improvement there, Lord, that your Holy Spirit your, would want to make a massive dent in those statistics. So Jesus, we ask that you would be glorified in those villages. Lord, we just pray that you would build more team around Peter and well over there. Lord, that you would build um, Thai support around them as well. Lord, that you would give them every provision that they need. Lord, that you'd bless them with great health while they're over there. You'd give them great finances. So God, we just pray your blessing, your favor, and your protection to rest upon them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you very, very much for sharing. And I know that's just a glimpse of what they do. And when you spend some time with them one-on-one, um, you can hear so much more. And Well is hilarious. She's a funny, funny lady. Um, so she's awesome. That's very, very cool. And I just want to encourage us as a church. Um, this is... Um, just listening to Peter well, you can just hear where our faith commitment money goes, where our missions money goes. And Peter was mentioning that we, we punch above our, our um, what, what did you say? about a, a punch above our weight. Yes, that's it. Sorry, but tongue twisted. Um, and and you're, we've got an incredible legacy of missions in this church, but I just want to say that um, we've got to keep um, growing into that. We've got to keep putting, um, diligently serving into missions, because we are making a massive impact, but as you hear, there's so much more room um, for God to move in these countries, and that takes money, so I want to encourage you um, if, to, yeah, to continu- continue to give into our faith commitment program and into our missions, because it is making a world of difference. So I just want to welcome up Jan now, she's going to just sh- share with us for a few minutes, so let's just give her a hand. Thank you, Pastor Jan. Good morning. I had the privilege of going to Thailand in November, spending time, some time with Peter and Wow. It was fantastic. And, oh, so neat to see Wow leading the, the services there. Or, uh, I was in one of the, the house churches, and, and Wow, you know, she gets her guitar out, and, you know, she's an amazing musician and worship leader and leads them all. And I was playing the... I was in, in part of the music team playing the shaker, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really great to be able to go over there and I can picture where you are now. It's fantastic. So um, I, I think there's a team going next year, isn't there? Of some, a youth team, yeah, a youth team going. So if you're feeling young... <laughs> <laughs> want to join the youth teams, yeah, they're going next year, that'd be great. Awesome. Well, Girls' Day Out is coming up this Saturday, ladies. I'm very excited. Can I please encourage you to pray? Pray into this day. Men, I know that you're not allowed to come, but you can pray. I invite you. I encourage you to pray into this day because it is going to be a significant day for women on Saturday. And also Pastor David Quinn is going to be speaking, Claire is going to be speaking uh, at Girls' Day Out. Her husband, 
uh, David Quinn. He's the, uh, the leader of the Activate Church in Fielding. He's going to be speaking here on the Sunday, so it's going to be a, a great weekend. Well, I want to share with you a little bit around belonging. And so David uh, touched on Romans 12. I want to continue on from Romans 12. So Romans 12, 4 and 5. I think, yeah, we've got it up there. It says, Just as our bodies have many parts and as e- and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. Belonging. And it's great to hear Peter say there that they just feel at home. That's Fantastic. That's what we desire, everyone to be able to come in and feel at home. But we're all different parts, aren't we? We're all many parts of the same body, the body of Christ, the church, many parts of the same body, but we all have a different function or a special function, as it puts there. You know, and I I heard that... um, Suzanne Gunn, she does an incredible, amazing job with the creche. But I heard that there's no way that she wants to be standing up here doing my part that I'm currently doing right now. But, you know, I don't think I could do as good a job out there as she is doing with the creche. The hosts, what, what would we be without the hosts on a, on a Sunday gathering or a Wednesday gathering for that matter? We wouldn't feel welcomed as we came in the door, would we? And there's so many aspects of our, our church life here on a weekend uh, that make up the different parts of our body, the host, the, vis- the visual, you know, we wouldn't have this happening. How would we sing those songs without the, the person doing the visuals there, the projector, the lighting, the sound, the coffee, the incredible music team here, the food, there going to be food in between the gatherings this morning? I wonder. It doesn't just appear, does it? Somebody uh, puts that together. Our kids' church. Wow. Our kids' church. Our kids, while we're here, they are imported into by an incredible team that has that special function. Our guest area, our prayer team, our stage manager. Thank you, Lance. Uh, um, um, Cleaner. I, th- I find that really, really important personally. I'm a bit of a tidy person. So thank you to the cleaner. The baptismal pool prep. Did you see that we've got baptisms next Sunday as well? So if you haven't been baptized, then now's your opportunity. Go and see someone at the hub afterwards. But, you know, how can we have a baptism if someone doesn't prepare the pool? The youth. Thank you for the youth. I have... A young son and the youth, and I am in- incredibly thankful for the input that he is receiving. Our accounts team, yeah, Caleb. <laughs> We've all got a different uh, function, you know. And I and I think of that verse also, um, Psalm 133, verse one, and this is from the message. How wonderful, how beautiful when brothers and sisters get along. That is the good thing. You know, I, I, sometimes I wonder, does it say that, you know, that it's so incredible, it's so amazing when we get along and when unity is there and it's like anointing oil, you know, and I think, is, does it say that because it doesn't happen enough? <laughs> There's a 
just a thought. <laughs> but it is beautiful when we all get along together and we're all playing our different function. And in the community, you know, we're not just here on a Sunday, are we? But in the community, we all go to different parts of our community. We all have a special function to play. And, you know, and I couldn't be the PE teacher that Creston is going to be tomorrow, you know, but maybe he can't do what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. Or the CEO, I couldn't do that. Or the specialist, the music tutor. There's, we've got so many people going out to different areas. The farmer, the PA in the medical world, the, the teacher, the builder the doctor, etc. We've all got different functions, yet we're all part of the same family or the same body. Belonging is incredibly important. I just want to give a little mum talk right now. So would you allow that? A little mum talk. I actually didn't know that that, um, that video was going to be played today. But, you know, belonging is one of our values. It's up here uh, as uh, we, you know, we this, it's up here for us. It's our value, belonging. And if you're not feeling like you belong at Activate Church, if you're not you're not feeling that sense of belonging, as a mum talk, can I just say, stop it? Okay, stop it. There is no need for it. Okay, as a mum talk, there's no need for that. We're all growing ups. And we need to take the initiative to get involved. We need to take initiative to gather together with others. So stop it. <laughs> so we picture in a family, right? In a family. Okay, I have two teenage sons. If we don't, you know, the day-to-day -day running happens for us all, doesn't it? If we don't play our part in the day-to-day -day running, there's a whole lot of things that take place. The making of the beds, hopefully that happens, but it doesn't always. The, the, the dishes, the lawns, the putting out the rubbish, the, all of those things. The washing, the making lunches. If we're not taking a part in those everyday things, can I just say you're either a baby, because the baby can't, um, or you're naughty. <laughs> There's the mum talk. You're naughty. <laughs> As part of a family, we, we help each other out. We all play our part. And so, so I said, I had no idea that, that Sarah, that was a beautiful, I don't know if Sarah's in here right now, but that was beautiful uh, up on that screen. But I want to encourage us. As the, the mum talk this morning, if you are attending Activate, if this is your home, then I want to encourage us, if, especially if you're not currently involved, if you're not currently playing that special function, whatever it may be, it may take you a little while to, to, to find your, your niche, then I encourage you, please get involved. The fact is that, is that we really, really, really need you. We really need you. And if you're not currently doing anything, it's you that we're appealing to. Because at the moment, we have a lot of people that are playing two or more roles on a weekend. And that is due to lack. So, stop it. <laughs> Get involved. And let's gain that sense of belonging together. It's, it's something beautiful, and that picture of unity is something beautiful. 
You know, I think, um, I often think of this incredible couple that came into, Sherrod and I were in Christchurch before Hamilton here, and we were leading the church there uh, for some time, and this amazing couple came into the church, incredibly busy, and they had three young boys. One was a very, very young baby, three young boys, and I think it was on their first or second week into they, were, they had shifted to Christchurch on their first or second week to the city, because I remember they still had boxes in their, in their home. Uh, she, the, the wife of the couple, she uh, spotted a few people in church and she invited, there was a, a whole house full, invited a number of people around for a dessert night. Made it quite easy for herself, although I, I'm pretty sure she made the desserts if it was me, I'd buy them. <laughs> I'll do ice cream with toppings. <laughs> but she invited a whole lot of people around that first week or two, come round for a dessert night, and didn't wait for anyone to go, you know, oh, she didn't sit there and go, oh, nobody's inviting me around. She invited a whole heap of people very, very quickly. They were so involved. They, were, they belonged into that place. And so I encourage us, let's be proactive. Let's be proactive in gaining the sense of belonging. Get out of our comfort zones. Even here on a Sunday or a Wednesday night, wherever, wherever we are, in a gathering, if you see a person or a couple or a family and they don't seem to know other people, then let's get out of our comfort zones and go and make conversation with them. I actually heard that the pickets... And, I hope I'm right here, Wendy. I heard that the pickets, when they arrived to, from Hamilton, shifted uh, from the Manawatu, arrived in Hamilton and attended New Church, and I heard that a lovely family went and spoke to them and invited them home for lunch, and that was thank you to the Demets, isn't it? Yes, and here we have Pastor Ray and Wendy, Wendy here because of fantastic people getting out of the comfort zone and offering hospitality. Another scripture about belonging in your church family is Hebrews chapter 10, 25. Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Let's not neglect our meeting together. Encourage one another. You know, Sheridan's been encouraging us to uh, have at least two connections per week from our church family. And a fantastic way to do that is being part of a small group or an activate, what we call an activate group. And so I want to invite up right now, I have um, put word out to our activate group leaders. If you're here and you're an activate group leader, then would you please come up and join me because... It's going to be great to highlight. A number are going to be at the next gathering, at the 10.30. But, oh, that's great. There's, there's a few of you. A few of you here. How about you give them a hand as they come up? Okay. Oh, great. The mic's there. Awesome. So what I want them to do, shall we start from, from the end? From the end down here. <laughs> And so what I've asked them to do is if they, they could say their name and what group they lead and 
why your group is the best, for a, bit, a little bit of fun. <laughs> why your group is the best. Okay. Nothing like being put on the spot, eh? <laughs> so I'm Jilly King, and I lead ParentLink um, here at Activate Church, awesome. and I am also on the pastoral care team with Jan. Um, and ParentLink is awesome, and the pastoral care team is, is amazing. Hi everybody, um, it's Russell and Dominic Well. Um, we also lead a small group um, in, in Rotatuna. And yeah, yeah, we meet every, um, every second Wednesday and um, we have a, quite a good mixed bunch of people and we really have a lot of fun and we really, we re, you know, re, really enjoy our time. Morning, I'm John Shields and I lead the Thursday morning uh, men's group that starts here upstairs at 6.30 every Thursday and uh, we have a tea and toast breakfast and uh, the reason why you should come to ours is because if you, well first of all you have to pass the medical, you have to be a guy oh. and, and, and secondly we do have the best, best jam ever in, in Hamilton and we're all blokes so we don't have to behave ourselves so well because there's no many girls there. So. <laughs> Awesome. I'm Caleb, and I'm actually just stepping in for Matthew and Sarah Seal, um, who are our life group leaders, but they can't be here today. Um, and so our life group is um, aged about 25 to 40-ish, about there. Um, and I reckon it's the best. Uh, we meet about fortnightly um, on a Wednesday evening. And our life group is the best because we have um, awesome dessert, um, which Sarah Seal makes herself, and Ooh, it's very, very tasty. I think I'll visit. Yeah, but we don't want everyone coming because otherwise there won't be enough for, for me. And <laughs> Just kidding. Dave. So I'm David and my wife Jess and I uh, run, at the moment it's a couples group. It's not designed that way, but that's just how it happens. We tend to add in couples. Uh, our life group is one of the best because we have as many kids as we do adults. Um, that makes it fun, if you want to call it fun. Um, and the kids love it because they get to stay up late and... Basically, they get ignored by the parents, and our older daughter looks after them for the evening, um, and they get to play and watch movies and all kinds of things. Uh, we also get all kinds of crazy stories from our, our resident. Um, we've got one lady who's an at-home mum, and she's very involved in the community, and so we hear all the stories from around her community and things as well, and so that always makes it interesting. Hello. Uh, my name's Hi. Grant, and uh, Tracy and I lead a... Um, a group where we meet alternatively uh, every Tuesday. So guys, one Tuesday, girls the next Tuesday, guys, girls, etc., etc. Um, yeah, we're just um, a group of um, young, you know, young marrieds, children, ever, you know, aging from teens down to toddlers. Um, and why are we the best? Because we are. <laughs> Hi, my name's Eric Hughes. Um, my wife's not here, but her name's um, Angela Hughes, and we run a 40-plus group uh, pretty much uh, at our place. Uh, come along if you want to. We have uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun discussing issues with God, with ourselves, and with our kids uh, leaving the nest. So come and join us. Well, I'm at the other spectrum end of it. Um, my husband and I, Drikas, we, we run a young families group from literal just-borners to probably our oldest five-er, 
five, yep. Um, and yeah, we, we're a week about, so men one group, one week, women the next. Um, and why are we the best? Uh, because we don't have to clean our houses when we host, um, because we have kids. And as we know now, it's better to have people in your house than to have a clean house with no people. So yeah, you can just host and enjoy and relax, be yourself. <laughs> Good morning, I'm Christine Shirley and I'm part of the Wednesday Women's Group which starts here at quarter to ten each, every Wednesday, not alternatively, you lot, but every week. Uh, so that sets us apart already, it looks. Um, we have a wide range of women from young women with families right through to grandmas and that's extra special for us and is a strength of our group. And what makes us, we have very rigorous Bible studies where everybody contributes and we also are getting really good at looking after each other in practical ways like cleaning houses when people shift and the other very practical matters. So we've got rough hands from hard work um, and, but um, alert minds from studying the word. Hi, I'm Rachel. Um, I'm one of the co-leaders of an Activate coffee group on Friday mornings. Um, we meet every week also. Um, and what makes us special is, well, our Friday group goes for a half hour walk, so we get some exercise in before we dig into the yummy morning tea and yum coffee. Yeah, hi, I'm Kristen uh, with Rachel. We have a Friday uh, life group. We meet at six o'clock at our house and we have dinner together and then we do a Bible study. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. The reason why we are the best is we have um, six children that are the age of high school age, so they are the best babysitters to look after the other 17. So um, that's why we're the best. Fantastic. How about you give them a hand? Or oh, just stay there, stay there for a... Stay there for, an, for a, a tick. I just want to pray for you before you go back to your seats. We do actually have another um, approximately, I think it's, I counted up nearly 20 other group leaders that aren't here right now. So isn't that fantastic? And I did have, you know, a few of them emailed me, they're, you know, they're away and can't be here and some are going to be at the 10.30 and um, I know Andrea would just wanted to say, Andrea and, and Tim lead a young adults group and they just wanted to say that they are the best group because they've won the trophy apparently, so I don't know about the trophy but anyway, <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <clears throat> well, let's pray. God, I thank you for this incredible bunch of leaders, and I declare your blessing to be upon them in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for the uh, not only the leading, but the the, um, the shepherding, the pastoring, the looking after of each other. I thank you for the role that they have got in that, God, and I, I ask that they would step into that in any, even in a greater authority, God, and may your blessing Fill them and overflowing, God. I thank you that you desire for us to be blessed, to pour out to be a blessing. And so may they know that upon their homes in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Give them a hand. So if you are not in an Activate group, please grab a booklet. There are, there's booklets in the foyer and check out them all here. You've seen some of them this morning. If you really can't get to a group, if it's really too, you know, lots of people have got lots of activities on. We, we are all busy people, I know. And, and so if, if it's really too hard, I encourage you to do something like uh, invite someone around for lunch at least once a month. 
you know, to connect uh, uh, more than just a walking in and walking out. Or saying, oh, we're going to go off to this cafe for lunch. How about you come and join us? Or um, something like that. Connect with, with one another. Fantastic. So we've been talking about belonging. I'm going to finish now. Uh, but as I finish, you know, we, we have been talking about belonging, being part of a church family, of, of what we call the body of Christ, being part of that church family. And so you may be here and go, well, I don't really know what that is like. I don't know. I haven't experienced what it is to be part of a, a wider family like that or to be part of the body of Christ. Uh, and, you know, we read out there from, from Romans 12, 45, that we are part of it. it, says, so it is with Christ's body, many parts of one body. We all belong to each other. It also says in Ephesians 1, verse 5, it says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. That is incredible, isn't it? God decided in advance to adopt us into, you know, he chose you. He chose you to adopt us into his own family by, by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. Wow. In Ephesians uh, verses 7 to 8, it carries on to say, he's so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. That's what he desires to do for every one of us, adopt us into his family. And that is why he sent his son Jesus. That's why we celebrated communion earlier. So rich in kindness and grace, he purchased our freedom. So if you're here this morning and you want to, to know a little bit more about journeying with God, about being adopted into his family, which he desires to do, he's made the way for you, he's made the way for me, and I thank him for that. So if you want to do that this morning, I want to give the opportunity to respond. So would everyone please close your eyes right now to give people privacy. And if you want to respond to me and say, yeah, I want, to, I want to respond to God this morning, to His invitation to adopt me into His family, then would you please give me a wave this morning? If you'd like to do that, give me a wave now. We would love to talk more with you about that. Thank you, Father, for your church. I thank you, Father, that you chose to adopt us into your family. I thank you, God, that we can join together as the family of Christ, as the body of Christ. What a privilege that is. I thank you that we can receive every single day your incredible, that kindness and that grace that it talks about in Ephesians 1, lavished upon us. Help us to receive that every single day. 
I thank you for that, God. And God, I thank you for the sense of belonging. I thank you, God, that you, that is what you desire for your church, for us to, to dwell together in that beautiful unity and for us all to have that sense of belonging together, to, to uh, come together and also to be a force to be reckoned with as we do that too, God. And God, I pray that if we need to be a little bit more proactive, that you would prompt us, you'd push us, God, that there would not be one person in this church family that would be out on the edge, but we would all be proactive and get in, muck in together, get involved together, join together, and all belong together. I thank you for your blessing poured out on every home represented in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, church. Excellent. Let's give Pastor Jan a hand. Great. So just to finish, um, a couple of things. So if you've got kids, so parents, um, the take-home question for all our in kids, intermediate and youth this week is to share an example of answered prayer, which is quite cool. How awesome is that? So I really want to encourage you to actually take part of that. Um, and to start those conversations with your kids. Share an example of answered prayer. And, and I'm sure we've all got lots of examples that we can talk about there. Um, remember, if you're new to Activate, if this has been your first time, just as you leave the auditorium, um, to the right-hand side is a visitor's area. So if you head there, and we'll give you um, a pack, which will give you some information about Activate as well. Um, next Sunday, we've got Pastor David Quinn um, from Activate Church Fielding. Um, and so that's going to be awesome. So make sure you come along there. Um, tonight at the 6 p.m. gathering, we've got Peter, who leads our young adults, and Monique speaking. So if you feel like coming out, um, come along to that gathering. And I'm sure you'll be really encouraged by that as well.